It can't be that bad, oh, 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 it can't be that bad. Should we save that for the meat and potatoes? We should, yeah. Okay, welcome, 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 everybody. Yeah, welcome to another episode of ICBTB, also known as... It can't be, be that, that bad. bad. That one <laughs> I don't know. Bad. I came in like on um, that bad. We uh, watched a great movie, one of my favorite movies of all time. Absolutely, fantastic. and you guys are gonna you guys are gonna see this movie on the title and be like, "Oh, I thought they only watch bad movies." Well, no, no, we watch critically condemned films, and yeah. this movie was critically a condemned, which pisses me off. First of all, can I say fuck all the haters out there that are given the title of critic that scored this low because this was a magical movie this was fantastic it had a lot of back history which maybe we can we can get into the movie we watched this week guys was hook that's right uh, this this movie is a incredible movie from our childhood um it came out in 1991 man before we were born i didn't realize it was that old it's uh but it's always been there bro i've i love this movie i've always seen this movie Uh it's been a part of me yeah, yeah, you were super excited to do this film. You've brought this up to me like five or six times, and now we're finally doing finally it. Finally doing it, bro. Um, yeah, man. Should we just jump into it? Let's do it. It is rated PG. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has a runtime of, buckle up kids, two hours and 24 minutes. It's a hefty one. Yeah, that's 144 minutes. It's a big boy. But mm-hmm. it's really good. I yeah. think it's worth it's worth a real watch, especially if you've seen it, you haven't seen it in a while. Yeah. Like, think about it. Like, we'll get into it. Yeah. Uh, it is rated, this is the highest rating it has, a 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb. And I mm-hmm. think that's because a lot of us wrote for it on yeah. IMDb. It does have a 26% on Rotten Tomatoes. Jeez, is it that low? Yeah, from the critic score and 52% on Metacritic. Wow. These and people don't know what they're talking about at all. It's a, If you don't, I mean, on the outside of it, it seems like a silly movie. I mean, it's like a Peter, it's a Peter Pan sequel with Robin Williams. You know yeah. what I mean? People wearing crazy kooky costumes. But it, I think it's really well done. How else are you supposed to do it, man? It's it's Neverland. You can't do Neverland without the crazy kooky Stuff, costumes. Yeah. With, without someone as animated as Robin Williams. Or Dustin Hoffman as... Crazy, yeah. Oh, so, um... Do you want to guess the percentage of Google users who like this movie? I'm going to give it a 95%. It got 88%. Are you fucking Google users? I have a message for you. Wow. What the fuck are you doing? Wow. What are you doing? This movie is starring Robin Williams, Dustin Hoffman, uh, Amber Scott, Charlie Corsomo, Corsmo, Maggie Smith, and Julia Roberts. Those are the top maybe five or six build actors. Yeah, there's many also, more Bob in Hopskin, there. Hopskins, Hoskins? Bob Hoskins. As Smee? Yes, yes. Bob Hoskins from... Uh, Super Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's him. <laughs> that's who that is. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, here's the synapses coming at you in case right you haven't seen you. it. Uh, when his young children are abducted by his old nemesis, Captain Hook, middle-aged lawyer Peter Banning returns to his magical origins as Peter Pan. Peter must revisit a foggy past in which he abandoned Neverland for family life, leaving Tinkerbell and the Lost Boys to fend for themselves. Given their bitterness towards Peter for growing up and their allegiance to their new leader, Rufio, the old gang may not be happy to see him. Uh, this movie had a budget of, I believe, $70 million. Jeez. Um, it actually went way over budget. It was supposed to be $48 million, but Steven Spielberg's, this movie is directed by Steven Spielberg's, mm-hmm. uh, has a horrible, horrible habit of going way over budget. Um so I think it was actually closer to $80 million. Well, he had like a vision and like if he needs to execute it, dude, spend that money. It's because- clearly all filmed on a soundstage too. They built Neverland. Yes. Right? I yes. think they had three or four different soundstages at the Paramount lot uh, and full, full 
stuff. And beautiful execution too. Neverland looked good. Yeah, the pirate city looked really good. The, mm-hmm. the house at Neverland. Yeah. Um, how much did it make, Christian? Uh, so you said the budget was about 70, 80, right? 70, yeah. We'll say I think 80 was the highest number I saw. 80 mil. Okay, I'm going to say that it made $140 million. Good guess. It made $300 million. Oh, shit. Yeah, it became a cult classic. When it originally Good. came out, a lot of the critics didn't like it. You know, it was a tough time for Robin Williams. It was a tough time for Steven Spielberg's as well. Uh-huh. The movie was originally supposed to be made in 85. Uh, and Spielberg stopped. He didn't want to make it after all because he had a kid. And then uh, he ah. wanted to take time with his kid. And so another person took over. Disney sold the rights. Paramount had it for a while. They sold the rights to TriStar. Wow. Spielberg came back. Uh, Robin Williams signed on. Hoffman signed on. They fired the old writer. They brought in a new writer. They brought in Carrie Fisher. They brought everyone to, to beef up the script. Wow. Yeah. Dude. Uh, and, then, and then they went to Paramount. And Paramount's like, okay, cool. Here's They built the sound stages. They set it all up. And went way 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 over budget everything julia roberts did was on a green screen so that was an incredible budget everything they did with robin williams was like he did so many takes and everything was filmed on actual film that they had reels and reels and reels Uh of different takes that williams did it was gosh because he has so much to offer and they can only choose the best of the best and everything that he does is the best and i want to you know let's Let's get in. We'll get into the, oh, the book in a second. But I'm I wanna, so excited. Dude. I want to yes. talk about how this movie, like I said, as on the whole, couldn't be kind of a silly movie. You would think, you know, a Peter Pan sequel starring Robin Williams is a silly movie. And it is. But if you go deeper into it, every actor in this movie is doing the incredible. There's like six uh, Oscar award winners in this movie, including Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow playing um, Young Wendy. Yeah, that's what it was. Dude. Young Wendy. So everyone's in this fucking movie. Dude, bunch of heavy hitters. Everywhere you turn, even the smallest parts, you have the best cameos in yeah. there. Glenn Close was uh, the Boo Box, Boo Box Pirate, pirate. Uh, that um, bet against Hook. <laughs> so the book is very dark. I will, I'll, we'll get back to that real quick. Yeah. And, um, so when I first read the book as a kid, I didn't really understand it. The mermaids tried to drown Wendy, and like they, they touch on that in the movie, but it's wow. way darker in the cartoon. They try to drown Wendy because everybody is super horny for Peter. Mm-hmm. Tinkerbell, yes. the mermaids, uh, the Indians, everyone loves Peter because he's the badass and everyone wants uh-huh. to be a part of him and wendy is like a really motherly figure that the lost boys love more than peter because she's a mother that they never had that makes right? sense that and peter is jealous of that a lot of things wow. that they never that they don't touch in in any of the peter pan movies is um they do grow up in neverland mm-hmm. and when the lost boys get older the ones that can get away become pirates and the ones that don't uh, peter kills really yeah so when lost boys gets too old he kills them so that they don't have to become pirates because everyone's a boy yeah he wants everyone to stay a child what he, the he's the only one who doesn't age. This is I, crazy. All the other boys age. Do you know what the background is about Peter as to why he doesn't age and only everyone else does? That's just the story. He just doesn't, you know. Fuck, that's the, dude, um, good for him. And then, but there is like a theory that Peter does grow up and become Captain Hook and there's that like constant There's constant a whole theory. conspiracy? Yeah, where like Peter grows up to. Yeah, and you can kind of, they kind of hint at that in Hook where he kind of does become the modern pirate. You know uh-huh. what I mean? The lawyer with the, instead yeah. of swashbuckling sword, he's got a phone on his hip and he, and, and. So the Ugh. book is so intricate in that sense where Peter does love Wendy and Wendy loves Peter, but Wendy knows that she has to grow up yeah. and she does leave and has, and has to leave Peter behind. Um, and that's kind of, you know, it, it's just one of those, one of those sad endings and like that mm-hmm. they don't have in regular Disney movies. Mm-hmm. Now this movie is about Peter as an adult. He has his kids and they're going back to visit Wendy, who's like now become a maternal figure for Peter. She uh, has a granddaughter who Peter married named Mora. Uh-huh. And uh, they have a couple kids. And Wendy 
is getting like a wing in a hospital, right? Dedicated after because she yeah. helps so many of orphan kids and stuff get like adopted that. and all that um, stuff. And uh, so yeah, so they're back in England, and like the the whole flight over, I think, is so telling for Robin Williams. Beautiful. He does such an incredible job of. Did you kind of pick up on the fact when they're at the door and he's like, everyone like brushing up sweet, like to the gum, like, so you, you smell like first impressions are key. Is yeah, what he says exactly. Him, right? Because he's about to see the love of his life. That's exactly what. Yes. Like yes. he's nervous. You can, you can see the nerves. And in this Peter's. is a scene where you could watch it and that could just go right over your oh, head. Yeah. But it's just him being a pain in the ass dad. Yeah. But what Robin Williams is playing that actually is as is, um, Someone who's about to see the love, their love, who they're not with anymore. You know, like yeah. with their ex-girlfriend, right? They're about to see. Exactly. Um, that like, and that idea of love loss, I think, is played throughout this movie constantly. Over and over again. Everyone has, everyone is love lost. Every, yeah. And then, so at the end, when Peter does find love again for his kids and his family, that's, he's maybe the only one and the kids are the only ones who do find love in this I think movie. that's why it's so beautiful. Like you're just waiting, basically 90% of the movie is just, it's heartbreaking because you're seeing, uh... You're seeing Peter lose the love of his children slowly but surely. Sure. You see uh, Wendy's whole reflection upon her past being not able to marry Peter because she's growing old and Peter yeah. couldn't. Um, this whole thing with Tinkerbell wanting so badly Who for Peter so much. So much. Yeah. And it's it's incredible. All the uh, the lost boys that don't have mothers. Rufio not having a dad. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, there are so many touching moments. Hook not having the love of a mother. Real well, not even that, but realizing that what he wanted was a son. Yes, and knowing that he can't have a son in Neverland, but that's what maybe that's why he hates Peter so much because that's the son. Oh, he this is a, I'm having goosebumps. I am having goosebumps around because of how touching this film is. It gets it gets you if you it's really deep. get into it. You have to think about it. Yeah, this could be just like a, a children's fairy tale to you, but if you really think about like all of the uh, heartfelt moments, mm -hmm. all the flaws that these characters have because of things that they don't have when in life. When they become adults, like you can see how little things affect the children, yes. uh, specifically Peter Pan's kids, and how that affects, how that would affect them as adults because all the adults have problems that must have, that stem from their, from their childhood, exactly. right? Exactly. Um, I think, I think one of the things that I really enjoyed was Wendy's like heartbreak mm -hmm. when she sees how bitter Peter has become. Yes. You see it yes. in her eyes, in Maggie Smith's eyes, where again another incredible actress who plays fantastic, who plays old lady Wendy perfectly. Yes, you know what I mean. She's so ashamed of Peter that he's become exactly the things that he promised yeah. never to be. Right when her uh, Peter's son Jack says like, "Oh, he goes to these big companies that aren't doing so well, and if they have any resistance, he takes them. He blows them out of the water." And mm -hmm. she was like, "Peter, you've become a pirate." Yep. And the heartbreak in her eyes, in her voice, in her soul. Jesus Christ. It's it's a very interesting movie. The relationship to... The, so Steven Spielberg uh, is not shy about... A lot of his movies have like that bad father-son relationship yeah. because he had a bad father-son relationship that he like worked on through like his whole life. He's playing from real life. Yeah. And like this one was a very interesting father-son relationship that I think they touch on where like... But the son, in my opinion, was an actual dick. The kids were assholes in the very beginning. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I didn't really care for them. I was like, why is Peter even trying? He should mm -hmm. just fucking let him go. Even though they're dicks, they were... Really good actors, actually. Oh, great actors. The son was yeah. fantastic. Mm -hmm. Just the small little, little throwaway annoyed, lines. Yeah. yeah, of course. But um, there is some truth to that. I mean, uh, I think where Peter was fucking up the most was like he was saying, 
My word is my bond. Don't use that over and over again if it has no value. Yeah. It's yeah. not something that he can... He realizes later, the son realizes that that's just what his dad says. That it's yeah. not really... And that really anything. fucks up kids. Like, yeah. don't make promises. Like, be, be straightforward. Like, hey, son, I don't know if I can make it. And that's going to be heartbreaking. But what's more heartbreaking is getting, getting your son's hopes up mm-hmm. just to smash them. Yeah. And missing the baseball game and doing things like that is a difficult thing for a dad to he do. He sent, like, his assistant with a camcorder. At least he's trying. Yeah, um, he tried something. Yeah. So the kids get kidnapped by Captain Hook, yes. and Peter has to go save the kids. Um, and he doesn't, he actually kind of gets kidnapped by Tinkerbell to go save the kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he wakes up in Neverland, and it's really like this weird moment where uh, Captain Hook is like, I'm looking for Peter Pan. He's going to come and save his kids. And uh-huh. then here comes uh, Robin Williams, and he's like, Who are you? He's like, yeah, I'm Peter Pan. Peter Pan, I guess. And I like, love the build up to that. First of all, so he's trying to like blend in Tinkerbell's, uh, throw some pirate garb on him. Teaches and, him how to walk like a pirate. Yeah, and Robin Williams is killing so, it. She's so good. She's so, like, put the weight on your left hip, close one eye, drool, and he's doing all these things instantly. Real quick, what's up? Robin Williams is doing an incredible job. I cannot Fantastic. stress that enough. He is doing the best acting. He is such an underrated actor. I think. I, he is so good in this and movie. And he has so uh, his reputation is so high, and he's still underrated. Be That's so how silly. fantastic. Yeah. It's so silly sometimes. In such a like, people will think, oh, he's just doing like the the silly comic thing. Get but, like, out of here. no, when he's acting, like even like this, even when he's acting hard, he is acting to a deepest, deepest oh my ability. God. A wide range of characters that he he's is playing so, here. He endows the character so thoroughly. Yes, I believed his Peter Pan. More than I've ever believed then, anything. Right else. when he crows, like even those those uh, those short moments where he's slowly realizing and remembering like who he was. The the part that always gets me is when Peter does remember who he is when he finds the teddy bear oh, and he talks about Taddy. He talks about when he when his mom lost him yes. and the first time he comes back and sees his parents with a different family. Oh shit! Or with a different baby, and he's like, "Well, then, fuck this." He's like, "I'm never going to come back here mm-hmm. again." So he goes back to Neverland, and that's when he becomes that Peter Pan, right? Mm-hmm. That was a very interesting moment where you don't—I don't think in the cartoon they talk about that. Maybe does he talk about? I that? I don't think so. I don't think so at all. Um, I think they're—they're they're touching upon it in this film. And only. so that's a crazy moment where I know in the book they talk about how Pe- that's how Peter got lost. The wind blew him, and then Tinkerbell found him and took him to Neverland, so uh-huh. he could be with all the lost boys because lost boys. Are boys whose parents? I think they hint that our parents who died giving birth. So oh, these lost wow. boys. Oh, I, I've been Land. meaning to ask you that question. I, I knew that there was like a deeper background to the lost boys, hence their name, mm-hmm. the Lost Boys. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. Um, well, there's only six in the book, and there's like thirty in this yeah, movie. Yeah, there's, there's a bunch. so many. Which I, I love so many of these lost boys. Thud is my favorite. Of course, lost he's your boy. favorite. You are Thud. I was Thud. Yeah, for Dude, sure. Thud is killing it. Thud is the rotund little brown boy uh-huh. who like just is the funniest he he's with peter like even when like rufio draws the line and is like whose side are you on like even he i think he was one of the first to be on Peter's yeah he side. was one of the first along with the other small uh little black kids to, yeah. uh, to join peter's side and, and they're fighting for him even peter doesn't believe it but they're fighting for him and, and know that he is the true exactly chosen one and uh at the dinner table one of my favorite scenes uh, is the when they're fight? having the food fight and the realization of uh of peter pan or of robin williams mm-hmm 
him finally falling into his imagination and realizing that there is food before him. Yeah. You get to see like Thud's plate and Thud has this fat slice <laughs> of cake that says Thud. <laughs> and, and Thud. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh my God. Uh, and Thud's want, like, are you going to eat that? I want to, real quick, before we get into the Neverland part, I want to touch on one more part that happened Please. in London before they leave. He gets a call on his phone, Robin Williams, uh-huh. right? And there's a scene going on behind him and he's talking on the phone and it's when he like turns around and he's like, can you just shut up? And he like kicks the kids oh, out. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. That phone call is improv, is improvised for sure, dude. Like, uh-huh. of course, no one's on the other end. He's just like, but he's having a full on conversation. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about, yeah. but you can tell he's like, but it's so perfect. Like, you know, the script, I'm saying like a lot, I'm sorry. Um, you know, the script for Spielberg, he just let me like, all right, you're... <laughs> He gave him the script and, uh-huh. and told him, just do your thing, but hit this point and wow. like get build up to the point where we're going to just have the kids play along. Because mm-hmm. Spielberg is such a good director with children. He's able to get E.T., the kids in E.T. do such incredible acting. He's able yes. to do the kids in Hook. Incredi- the kid in, even like uh, in Schindler's List, like there's uh, the, the little girl in the red dress. Yes. Oh my God. Like he, he has this ability with children to make them act truly. The boy in the striped pajamas, or the, the Empire of the Rising Sun. Uh-huh. I could go on and on about like Spielberg. Wow, um, and that's such a powerful skill to have because kids to get kids to yeah. act such at a high level mm-hmm. with Robin Williams. You know what I mean? And Dustin Hoffman. Everybody's acting at such this incredible mm-hmm. level. Fantastic. Jack Jack did a fantastic job for something that could be so silly. Easily, easily. This could have been hack. This, Peter uh, Pan is is a silly um, is a silly role. Yes. Right. Yes. Originally, it was supposed to be played by Tom Hanks. And really? then it would have been a silly role. Then I think it would have been. More I don't of a think funny it would have like it, it, it would have hit. No, Robin Williams was the perfect Peter Pan for this film. Um, and then when okay, so now to jump back into Neverland. Yes. Uh, when he when Tinkerbell gets big and like admits her love to Robin Williams oh, and is like, oh my gosh, you know that is such a crazy moment because like here's someone, the first person. Because I think there's levels to it. Yes. The first person to fall in love with somebody and watch them fall in love with somebody else. So Tink has always loved Peter. Always. And then Peter meets Wendy and she watches that go down. That's why she also tries to kill Wendy. Because remember, she flies down to Neverland first and tells Lost Boys, hey, there's this crazy bird. It's called the Wendy bird. We got to kill this thing. And so they're trying oh to kill the Wendy goodness. bird. Goodness. Right, and then Peter's like, what are you doing? Like, this is, this is Wendy. She's going to be our new mom. Oh, fuck. Okay. Uh, and so then that happens. Then Wendy leaves. Then Peter has to watch Wendy as she gets older, fall in love with a different man and, and have her own family. And he has to watch her grow and become his own, her own thing. Yes. And then when he falls in love with Mora, he loves, he loves Mora. And I truly believe that Peter loves Mora. Uh, that, but I don't think that's the love of his life. Oh, you yeah. Um, I think because he didn't fall in love with Mora and I think, as Peter Pan, he look, was becoming Peter um, Banning. Banning at that point, and so what an interesting thing I think about it's so deep. Yeah, to 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 not be with the love the of your soulmate. Life. Yeah. yeah, you know, because you can tell that Wendy and Peter are meant for each other, and yes. like here's this like almost consolation prize, and that sounds horrible to say about Mora that that to, to boil her down at like that. But that's exactly what it was, because in that scene, and they say they played this beautifully where it didn't come off as that, but if you analyze it deeper, yeah. Uh, Mora seems more of like a consolation prize. Sure. Um, when, when Peter said, or when Wendy says, "Like I'm getting old, Peter. Uh, it's uh, this I is have never children. Gonna I have children, grandchildren, and things." Yes, like that. pretty much. And then he turns around in the room, and and he's like, "You know what?" But so is that the moment where Peter is like, "You know what? I want that too. 
I want to be able to grow old and have children and grandchildren. I think, yeah, looking at it a little deeper, seeing that he couldn't have what he wanted with Wendy, uh, that kind of life, him turning around in that moment, seeing, okay, what's the closest thing to having Wendy? Wendy's own blood, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so he turns around, he says, I want to give Mora a kiss. And Wendy's already getting defensive because Wendy's heart is already breaking sure. because no one she's can like, have Peter. And she and she thinks Peter's going to leave again. And yes. she even says, she's like, don't don't make her fall in love with you again like I did. Yes. You know what I mean? So Wendy's even a little bitter about Absolutely. Peter. Because Wendy even admits that she, on her wedding day, was hoping that Peter would show up. What a crazy scene. She was Shit. hoping that Peter... What a, an insane position to be in like to 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 have um a wedding and be in love with somebody and know that this is the right thing to do and grow up but like have this twinge mm-hmm. that you want peter peter to come i would and- say even more than a twinge she said that there was she, like a 50 yeah. percent chance in her heart that peter would come through those church doors and say don't do it and, and you know what object. i think we everyone has this moment in life where you have this lane if you were to like look at a, a fork in the road and you can make a decision. Yes. You can see yourself doing two great lives, right? You could, you could, you know, uh, if you make, if you make this decision with this person, and you could live this life, yeah, you know it would make you'd be good. It, you could make it, make yourself happy. It's something that's a big decision, or you could make this other huge decision, and that's gonna be, it's gonna lead you down a different path. That you cannot have that other path in, right? Yes. But you know it's also going to make you happy. And you know it's also going to lead you to a fulfilled Those life. Those moments are And you're critical. so torn. Yeah. I think that's such a difficult point in life. And I think this movie really touches on the fact where Wendy had to make that decision where she's like, you know what? I can't sit here waiting for Peter to come back all uh-huh. the time. I can't sit here hoping that he comes. Because the, even the times in between that he's going to see her is getting longer and longer, right? Yeah. At first it was five years, then 10 years, and 20 years. And did you notice that Wendy always knows exactly how long it is? Yes. As soon as Robin Williams sees Maggie Smith. She's like, it's been twenty years. Yeah, right. Well, when he first came to London, yeah, he said, uh, "She oh, said, how long has it been? Ten years." She knew, she exactly, knew exactly how long. Exactly. Gosh, no, I would be. It's so bittersweet. I would be just as bitter if he were to turn around and, in that moment where he decides, "I want this life with your granddaughter. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make the hugest sacrifice. I'm going to become a regular man and on Earth. Yeah. I'm going to give up my life in Neverland." His kingdom. His kingdom, where he is adored for this one girl. And Wendy, I'm. she must have been pissed off that the timing was off. Like, now you're making this decision. I want to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Now that we're on this topic, is there like a moment that you could talk about that you could remember pretty vividly where you were at that fork in the road where you could choose one thing that would steer your life in a certain direction or you could choose this other thing, this make this other decision where your life would go in the completely opposite direction but both would bring you, let's sure. say, equal levels of happiness. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I I think so. Um, you know, I I I think one of the things that I was that I that I am thinking of right now, especially because we're talking about this movie and things like that, was yes. like, for example, maybe like um, maybe like when it, when I had the to make a choice with like Shannon. Yes. Right. I remember when I'm when we had made the decision to like not continue, you know, I had to uh I had to or because at one point it was my fault 
whereas like I didn't want to give up enough things like move to England and I didn't want to do that yet. Yeah. And so in my mind, the paths were move to England and have this life and, and do all of that stuff and get a job and figure it out. And I do truly believe that I would have been happy in that life and I would have made myself happy in that life. Mm-hmm. Or I could do this and pursue my acting in this podcast and comedy and want to do the things for me, which I think is a better choice and, and, and what I think we both know is the right choice. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I did for a solid minute to believe that those were the, that I could have had a completely different life right now if I would have made a different decision. Um, uh, and I think I have made the right decision, mm-hmm. but, um, but the, it is a diff, it was a difficult and that because choice. that's because it means a lot to you. It, I think it, I lost a lot. Yeah. I think meaningful choices don't hold any weight if there's no difficulty in them. No, and I didn't think we were going to talk about this, but um <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh this I didn't think we were going to talk about this too for such a for such a magical movie. Yeah. We do have to touch on Rufio though, cuz if we go a whole episode and hook if we go this whole episode without talking about them, people are going to be flipped. They're going to yeah, fucking flip. People so, are big fans of Dante Basco, who's so a Rufio huge, yeah. is is Rufio Oh yeah! Everyone knows him as that dude. Uh, he kills it, bro. He is the Peter Pan substitute when Peter leaves. Did you feel what's up that Rufio was maybe the kid that Peter made fun of most? I oh, kind of, I kind of felt like Rufio was the kid that Peter bullied, and when Peter left, he was able to turn the boys onto his side by turning them against Peter. I think that's that's exactly what it is because who. Rufio wouldn't have the level of skill that is that comparable to Peter's if he wasn't beaten down by some someone, someone like so Peter. Good. Yeah, yeah. because he wouldn't be trying as hard. He he didn't plateau. He tried Harder. so much to become like Peter Pan that he became who he was. Rufio, 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 who's a cooler Peter Pan. I I remember even as a kid, my brother loved Rufio. Rufio yes. was our favorite. Um, of course, he was everybody's favorite. He's scary. Rufio was scary in this He's film, dope, dude. bro. Dante and, Vasco's killing it, and man. And when he dies, oh, man, that was a brutal di- death to watch dude, as a kid. Dude, I forgot about that. I completely forgot about uh, that Rufio's death, death. Hooch's death and Turner and Hooch. Oh, shit, man. <laughs> and, Bring uh, out these big deaths. And when... Uh, I can't think. When Jack dies in Titanic, those are killer Bruce. Spartacus's death and Spartacus. <laughs> the TV show. <laughs> um, oh, and the old movie from the fifties. Um, this is such a crazy thing because he is acting like a a, a new bully, right? Like yeah. I, I, he is the bully, the big guy on campus, and doesn't want Peter. Sees Peter threatening his position, uh-huh. um, but understands that Peter needs to be there. Yeah. Needs to save his kids and to, to go and to move on. Yeah. And almost wishes that he could have that. And again, here it is. Here Here's that love lost thing again. Rufio wants a father. Yep. And Peter is that figure towards it. Rufio says it right as he's dying. He says, yeah. I wish I've had a father yeah. just like you. Yeah. And then that's when Jack, uh, Peter Pan's son, hears that. He's Realizes like, shit. Like, I do have a father. Just I'm like taking you. my dad for granted, sure man. We do. Yeah. I think everybody does. Wow. Um, exactly. Dustin Hoffman plays Captain Hook. Doing a fantastic job. You go a solid 40 minutes without seeing Captain Hook. Did you know that? Is Yeah, it takes a while because they're building up this they foundation. Build, he's so evil by the time. You're so scared of him by the time he comes out. He comes out. They make this grand entrance where he won't even come down the steps unless there's carpet on the steps. Yep. Fucking Smee is killing it too. Oh uh, Yeah, Bob Hoskin is on level with. Fantastic yeah. duo. 
fantastic yeah. duo. He is playing a maximum. My favorite scene between the two of them is when Hook wants to shoot himself in the head. And he's like, don't stop me, Shmee. Don't stop me this time, Shmee. I'm going to do it. Don't stop me, Shmee. What are you doing? What are you doing, Shmee? Stop me. Stop me, Shmee. I have a gun to my head, Shmee. Oh, okay. All right. And he was like, Shmee. Don't ever like, scare I me was like about, that. I was about to shoot myself, Smee. Yeah, Smee was freaking out. Hoffman is lost in that costume. You do not even see Dustin Hoffman. No, man. Even when he gets the hair pulled off, he is so deep into character, um, beautifully done, mm-hmm. so believable. In physicality, oh, in tonality. God. Is Dustin Hoffman that tall? I feel like he was very tall in this movie. It could have been the boots too, man. Yeah, I feel like he was Those very are... tall and skinny. And yeah. I don't know if Hoffman's a tall and skinny character. Not but quite think... sure. Otis, can you do a fact check on that? Otis. Wake up. Wait, Otis, I'm gonna go kiss him. You're getting peanut butter and jelly all over my couch. It's marmalade, I think. Oh, whatever. It um, is. Anyway, there's there's a moment where he has Jack and Jack believing that he is um, Hook's son. Yes, and has, takes him to play baseball, and he like takes him to go smash clocks and Which things like that. Which is such an evil plan. That's such that is the it's most evil plan up, because dude. he realizes the way to hurt Peter, even as an adult, mm-hmm. is to. Take his kids away from him. Mm-hmm. It seems like the ongoing theme is just a, a loss of a, of a father figure or mother figure and to replace that and to find love in there, right? Mm. And so that hook or Smee being the mastermind coming up with so that crazy, evil smart. plan, he said, make Peter's kids love you. That's Co- the ultimate weapon. A couple quick things I want to touch on. Um, did you notice the captain of the airplane? The voice? Um, no, who was it? Dustin Hoffman. This was is your it? captain speaking. Oh my God! And then, of course, you saw the the like lawn man at the end of the movie was yeah, was, was Bob Hoskin. So we have to ask this question: Is this a Jacob's ladder thing, or is it not necessarily Jacob's ladder? Is this a dream? Is this just did he just fall out of the window and, and hit his head and he dreamt this whole thing up? I don't think it's a dream. Where do you think it's real? That's such a cheap cop out. I hate things. I that hate just wake up and, Yeah, they just wake up and it's a dream. I, I agree. But this is such a crazy, intense thing. I think it's something that is an actual question, though. Uh huh. Right? What do you think? I don't think it's a dream. I, I guess not because he sees Tinkerbell afterwards and Toodles flies away. Yeah. We see Smee at the end and obviously So did Smee make it out of Neverland then? Smee made it out, out of Neverland. And my reasoning as to why he did is because you saw him packing up all of his stuff mm. or he was taking all these jewels. all the jewels and gold for his own because he was walking during the war, he walks into the room and he's like, What about Smee? What about Smee? What, what about a, me? Yeah. This entire time he's just living in the shadow of Captain Hook. The he's Hook. living for Hook. He basically yeah, he, yeah, I'm in his partner. I do this for him. I'm his lackey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be, so this poses the question: Is Neverland for everyone? No, it's not. Neverland could be uh, a <laughs> magical utopia for some people. Sure. But it could be hell for others. And maybe the real world was more fitting for Smee, where he could speak up for himself. Is it actually hell, bro? What a crazy oh, question you just asked. Fuck. Is Neverland actually like not a good place or something like purgatory? Yeah. I, I think it's a little too nice for to like be children. Hell. Yes. Like the lost boys, these so are the he, lost so souls. He has a quick throwaway line, Robin Williams, where he's like, "What is this? Like some sort of um, Lord of the Flies thing?" Yeah, and that's a crazy. He, Robin Williams says so much so fast that you can lose it, mm-hmm. but like he has some great little one-off one-liners yes. like that. Yes, my, some of my favorite lines are the ones that are direct callbacks to the book, though. Like what? Because I didn't read the book, so you. you one, know of the, these. one of the ones that is one of my favorite ones where he says to Hook, "To die is an awfully great adventure." Beautiful. And Hook's response? Death. It's your only adventure left to live. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And then he also says later on, he goes, uh, 
to live would be an awfully big adventure. That's one of the last lines. Oh, at the end. To live would be an awfully big adventure. And that's a huge Peter Pan line that everybody knows. Um, and, and then the one that I wanted to touch on real quick was the I believe in fairies line. Oh, Which yes. I think is a quote code for I love you. Right? Oh, so at without the end actually of, having to say cause it. Because at the end of it, when she says, when Tinkerbell asks him, she says, can you say it and mean it when you say it? Uh-huh. She wants one last I love you before she knows she can never see Peter again. Yeah. Which I think is so meaningful because this entire time she's just been receiving heartbreak after heartbreak after Peter falls in love with woman after woman and she can't even get at the end. So something with uh, uh, with, uh, saying I believe in fairies holds just as much weight as saying I love you because he can't say that if he loves Moira. And it's like, you know, even in the beginning, she's like, say I believe in fairies. Like she fakes her death and stuff like that. Like just to remind him, she's almost like playing with him. Uh Like see if if he'll say it. See if she can get him to say it. And then like later on you realize how much that, how important it was. Think about how, how hard it is for her to see, to know that his kids are being kidnapped. Yes. And that she has to, Go say go get Peter. What a whether job, he, whether dude. whether he wants to come there or not has to go get Peter and bring him back to to yeah. Neverland to save them. She literally picked him up. This tiny fairy picked a grown man up and brought Flew him to him Neverland. Away. She is acting and like from the very beginning, you could tell exactly that there was deeper acting. Julia Roberts was doing deeper acting than just playing Tinkerbell. So she was being a real, uh, and I'm not going to mince my words on this, bitch when it came to make this movie. She almost got fired I heard like this. twice. I heard about uh, this. She like broke up with her husband and ran off to Ireland and Spielberg was like, what the fuck are you doing? We're in the middle of a movie. Well, she was in like the pinnacle of her career, she, so her ego must have been huge. She didn't like the fact that she was filming it entirely on green screen and had oh. no interaction with anybody, which I could understand, uh-huh. um, but... Oh man, what a pain in the ass! That dude. sucks, and I really like Julia Roberts just because Her, uh, my my mother has the fattest crush on Richard Gere, and so like and pretty, pretty Woman. woman. Mm-hmm. All of her lines were written by Carrie Fisher. Really, she has an uncredited writing. She wrote all of Tinkerbell's lines. Carrie Fisher, you're killing it. Rest in peace. Yeah, that's for you, Carrie. Um, this movie is really great. It's, it's so good. Has so many great actors and actresses in it that really tie it all together. That truly believe what they're acting in, mm-hmm. um, and and it's. One of my favorite movies that I've ever seen, really. It always has been. And, uh, you know, watching it again, I think I texted you this 20 million times. Robin Williams is so good. Fucking amazing. Right from the beginning. So many layers to watch and peel off when this movie and this character where you just don't even realize it can it can be wasted on layman. It can be wasted. Yeah, definitely. I, I don't think he res- he's uh, gotten enough credit for this film. People for this talk- role. Yeah. People talk about Hook, and there was like, oh, uh, Dustin Hoffman's doing a fantastic job, which he is, but yeah. let's not forget to stress the fact of how much Robin Williams is doing, dude. So good. Fantastic. Um, I, I, I like a lot of the characters. Every single character here had life, had their own little uh, uh, story. twang. Yeah, yeah, their own story, their own background story. Um, all the smallest lines held a lot of weight, like all of, like the small little... Uh, flirtation between Peter mm-hmm. and uh, even Tinkerbell, mm-hmm. you know, because when he remembers when he's Peter, yes. he, he he's like flirting with Tinkerbell again. Yeah, right. He, Do you remember that when, when he, he goes inside of uh, Wendy's house in Neverland? Yeah, walks he's like, up hey, to her. Wendy, what are you doing in there? Like he's back to his normal self again. Yes. You can see, and Tinkerbell is like hurt by it because she realizes that that's not Peter anymore. Yeah, that it's she can't. That, that he has to. Yeah, now he's good now, but he has to use this to go save his kids, and yeah. then he's got to leave. It hurts so much. It feels so good to have the old Peter Pan back because it's just like the old days, but it's also... It's like if you love somebody so much and know that they have to take that other path. Yes. 
Yes. Oh, that's tough. It's really tough. And Julie Roberts, even though she was being a bitch on set, she was killing it because even from the beginning, you see all these small little quips that uh, Robin Williams is doing when he's starting to slowly and surely become Peter mm-hmm. Pan and just the love in her eyes for him. You know, like when he um, finally falls into his imagination, starts the food fight. She loves The it. roast battle back and forth with him and Rufio. Yes. Do you want to have a little roast battle like that right now, dude? Let, we'll do that to end the episode. Let's hit Ooh, our let's, let's hit our don't BPS. Forget. Let's hit our BPS, and uh-huh. then we'll do that. Yeah, I mean, I think we know who our BPS is, unless yours is a curveball. It's it's honestly a tough one. I, well, speaking of curveballs, Jay, Jay can't hit curveballs, dude. Fucking Jack, dude. Jack. Oh, I love the part uh, when they're in uh, the pirate utopia place and they had uh, redesigned it so it would look like a baseball field. Mm-hmm. And he's teaching them how to play baseball. Yeah, and uh, Jack is up to the plate. And he's about to he's about to swing, and all these pirates off to the side in the bleachers have signs, have letters spelling "Run, run home, home Jack. Jack, run home." And Jack. Jack is like, "Run home," and he starts to miss his dad. That, that part was a little corny. That part was a little. Uh, some of the scenes with Jack, I'll admit, and the daughter, like when the daughter was singing, which was a, I could see how that's like a, yeah. the daughter singing was supposed to show that everybody's still a child at heart. Uh. That even this like beautiful song when you're sad at night because everyone in Neverland is fucking sad, yes. and so they hear the song and like they want to like go home. Right, my heart. But the scenes with Jack sometimes kind of frustrated me. He was the of all the great actors, in my opinion, lowest of them all. Still not that bad though. No, uh, it's it's you know what I mean. He's a big fish in a in a big pond. But uh-huh. um, that part I always thought was kind of corny. The run home Jack and the like the ear piercing scene. I always think is kind of corny because I think yeah. Jack is such a douche. Do you think it was cornier just because this entire movie had such a standard of quality? Oh yeah, these funny yeah. moments. If, if, if this had been a normal movie with normal actors, uh-huh. uh, he would have been just fine. It would have been just on par with everybody else. Gotcha. But he is It's just some heavy hitters. He's just competing for it. I think our BPS is Robin, Robin Williams. Williams. It has to be. It absolutely has to be. What if I fucking said like <laughs> Julia a random Roberts. name? <laughs> well, I think it could either go to Dustin Hoffman. Or Robin Williams. Or Maggie Smith. Oh, shit. It could even go to Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Like, this is such a dense movie. Yeah. Um, Where you, you could argue having a best person set on award a best person on set award being anyone yeah except for julia roberts because she was the worst person on set that's all yeah she would be best person on screen award maybe but best person on set Um, best bitch on set but nice no i'm not having that one no Uh, no all women are beautiful (laughs) why do you always pull that on me and like people that were that'll only listen to this timestamp are gonna be like Christian's a fucking dick, dude. You're a horrible person. Nah, dude. Um, so that'll be my first roast. You hate women. Uh, oh, shit. No, I do not. I love all women. Women are beautiful inside, out, sideways, left, right, up, and down. Anything you want. I don't even know what I'm saying right now because I'm getting so <laughs> defensive, dude. Okay, let's uh, let's uh, roast each other, buddy. Okay. Uh, no, no, it's like this is going to be, we're not going to hurt each other's feelings? No. In, okay, cool. We're, we're going to roast each other in the style hard. of, uh, no, in the style oh, of Peter uh, Pan. Okay. Not hard, dude. My bad. Uh, then let me change my mind. Uh, okay, I'm good. This is not going to be like a Def Jam rap battle or anything. <laughs> you're, we already tried that. You're a blubber bellied button face. <laughs> Can we break that down? A blubber no, go, let's belly. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's okay. Go. All right. You are a pea sucking, dick loving. Okay. They don't. Okay. Is that bad? Yeah. They don't call it. They don't say dick loving. Ah. And you made up a word at the end of it. Yeah. They're like, come on, bro. If we're doing it like Robin Williams and Rufio, we got to be like, uh, okay. You're you're a small pants wearing float fearing thunderbutt. Oh, okay. I see. I see. Um, you are a uh, uh, um, a, a 
chair sitting, foot standing uh, piece of work. All right. I'm not good at this, dude. You're a flabby tittied butt smelling gorilla liquor. Dude, you're a lanky, looting, uh, lofty liquor. I'm not good at this. You're a stupid mouthed, flabby lipped uncle sucker. Do you remember the Orbit gum commercial where the girl was like, "You lint liquor"? Uh huh. Where they change the, the bad words? Yeah, that's as far as I could go. Those were my insults. I'm not good at this, dude. Well, you brought it up, so I think I won. You ever like? Yeah, you did win that, guys. Alejandro is the winner of the Peter Pan roasts. Uh, uh, I'll be taking challengers. Yeah, every Tuesday at six a.m. <laughs> Uh yeah, um I think on that note this this movie's fantastic folks. We we purchased it on yeah. uh It's out there. I think you should own anyway. this movie. Everybody should watch this movie. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a it's a over 2 hours, but those 2 hours go by fast Worth because it. it's so good. Um but yeah, until next time uh you could follow us uh, on our handles. <laughs> That's a lot of water. I was dying. Um yeah, you could follow yeah. me at Christian has asthma. I'm at call underscore me Jesus. You can follow the podcast at ICBTB podcast. And if you don't follow the podcast yet, as I always say, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And I say, please like ignore that part and follow us. (laughs) Yeah. I think that'll be our thing now. Um, Okay. Uh, Rate and review the podcast. Give us some love. Yeah. Uh, Shoot us a DM if you guys have any recommendations or if you just want to say hi. Yeah. Um, See you guys in November. See you in November. Bye. Can't be that bad, though.